0: So the domain two it covers the cloud data lifecycle, which we have shortly touch-based yesterday. Then, what are the different architectures on storages? What are the strategies? Then, how a data discovery and the classification of data should be done from a lifecycle perspective. How you will implement different regulatory protections or non-regulatory protections for your data. How you should have different policies for data uh, retention, data deletion and how you can audit. So these are the high level points which are covered in domain two. So now in any organization there are many roles which are responsible for data security. Okay and these this can vary organization to organization because normally the data is generated by the business okay and just to make everyone aware that the actual owner of the data is the business and not it i hope uh, everybody is clear with this because in many organizations there is a confusion that it is the owner no Information technology is a custodian of data and they are responsible to take necessary measures to secure it. But the ownership of data always, always lies with the business and not with IT. Okay. So from each organization perspective, there can be different roles because in some companies, there are uh, CISOs, CTOs or the infrastructure managers or network administrators who are responsible for securing the data. It depends upon the structure of each organization and nature of business of each organization. Please make sure that you remember this life cycle with a mnemonics called CSU SCD. This process is of utmost most important there is a definite definite questions in exam on the data security life cycle. so you should by heart the sequence starting from creating the data when data is created it automatically has to be classified on the same stage and then the data is stored now in any environment whether it is a cloud environment or on premise environment normally create and store phase happens hand in hand. So the moment you create a data it gets stored at the same stage. So it is like uh, they, they go hand in hand. Then it is use of data or a processing of data you share your data with other users when the data lifetime is over say it is no more required for a regular processing it is archived the archival is normally done as per the uh, regulatory requirement or your organizational policies it depends on uh, the region or a geography whether it is stored for three years or five years and then data destruction So as I have already explained yesterday, the questions can come that which phase of life cycle comes after create or which comes before share or in which phase the data is getting destructed. So there are definite minimum two to three questions on this and this is a very important topic. You should focus more on uh, the data life cycle okay and for that when the data is getting created you have to uh, map the different life cycle phases you have to integrate it with the data locations where it is getting stored because when you are storing the data it is very important that the government regulations or the law of the land is followed so if you are in india and the law of the land is not allowing you to store your data in us you should not do that Okay, so that plays a very vital role in uh, your data classification and data security lifecycle. And you should have proper controls to protect your data. Now, as, as I was talking that when you are creating data, you also need the definition to be done that who all will have access to the data, what is the potential location where it will be stored and how you are going to protect it what kind of controls like you know certain users will have only read only access certain users will have complete uh, add modify delete access certain users will have add and modify access but not a delete access so that has to be defined in a structured way to avoid any data loss or any uh, data leakage okay so who will do what action? That also you need to define in the lifecycle phase itself. It's very important that what kind of actions will be taken by what kind of role has to be defined in a proper way. In cloud, that becomes bit more tricky because on on cloud, you your data is stored in a third party premise. It is having a kind of a level of access to your environment. So the protection is more important. There are different types of storages based on which kind of cloud service you select. So for example, if you're going for infrastructure as a service as option, then you will have a storage as volume storage and object storage. So what's the difference normally in a volume storage? It's your uh, normal database kind of a storage where your structured data is uh, getting stored along with maybe your uh, uh, database originated files or your normal structured data and uh, other uh, type is object storage. Okay, in object storage. Normally if you go in uh, say AWS AWS S3 bucket is uh, used for storing objects. So what is object? It is normally uh, your files like images or your media files. They are getting stored on object storage. Okay, and as per as per each service provider, there are certain naming conventions. like in AWS. Uh, it is called elastic bin stock in Azure. It's called Managed storage. So it depends in google uh, this object storage is called google drive so from from service to service is it differs if you are not selecting infrastructure as a service and you are selecting platform as a service then your storage of again of two types it is structured storage and unstructured storage okay it is similar that in a structured storage your high degree of organizational data like you know your RDBMS like your structured databases are uh, sitting. And in unstructured uh, it is used for a uh, processing big data. So that's that's the difference. Okay, uh, in software as a service you do not have uh, much control because entire control is with. Uh, the cloud service provider so you do not have any control on what is what is stored uh, on software as a service uh, that is defined by the cloud uh, cloud provider in case you are using software as a service okay so on a cloud data storage uh, yesterday you know we in in uh, one of the small discussion we discussed about the data dispersion so what is data dispersion data dispersion is like it works like a red so when when we are having a storage on premise normally you are configuring it with red one zero or red five to secure your data so data dispersion is a red which is used on cloud so how it works is it, it divides your data in a different uh, small, small chunks and they are stored in different locations on a cloud provider. So maybe if you are selecting India uh, as, as your region, maybe your uh, data is stored maybe in Mumbai, maybe in Bangalore and it is, it is uh, sliced and dispersed in uh, selected region. It gives you the data security and ret- easy retrieval whenever it is required. And all this is done along with the encryption. Okay, so when, when you are doing the uh, data storage on uh, cloud, there are various types apart from uh, what we discussed, like, you know, the structured storage, unstructured storage, which normally people are uh, using like, you know, there is, the content and file storage in AWS or Azure, if you are launching, say your small services, it comes with the ephemeral storage, which is like a temporary storage, which is associated with your server and it gets erased the moment you are shutting down that instance. So that is not a permanent storage. Another important factor which comes with cloud services is uh, content delivery network which is kind of a service which is provided by the cloud provider especially in case of when you are using the uh, object storage like you know if uh, the classic example is uh, netflix when you are accessing netflix or amazon prime the content is stored on multiple networks and it is delivered based on the region from where you are accessing. So today if you are accessing say uh, Netflix from India, then you are connected to the hub which is near to India. Tomorrow if you move to US and you are accessing Netflix, then the content delivery network automatically senses your location and it delivers you the content from the nearest hub in US. Now this also helps to protect the delivery of the content where geographically legally it is not available. So there you see that there are certain movies or there are uh, certain series on Netflix or uh, on Amazon. If they are not uh, allowed in a specific country or a region you will not see them using the content delivery network. Okay normally on cloud there is there is a major thing which is called long-term storage which you know is used uh, as a service for your data retention or archival in aws it's called glacier so if you have a data to be stored say for seven years and it is not your regularly used data then with a minimal cost you can store that data on the long-term storage Okay, now with these different kind of uh, storages. There are certain threats which are. Normally experienced uh, on on uh, any whether you are on premise or on cloud, but here we are discussing mainly on cloud. So it's like unauthorized usage unauthorized access the DDoS or a DoS attack the malware attacks leakages and this is where we have to be very careful on implementing the right data protection and a data leakage solution okay so before we move on uh, the next thing i again want to touch base on encryption because encryption is most important thing from a cloud perspective and it is highly testable in exam because when you are using any cloud service, whether it is infrastructure as a service platform as a service or software as a service, you have a connection happening from your on-premise to a cloud. So you need to make sure that your data is protected in motion. Your data is protected at rest and your data is protected when in use now when you are uh, having a data used in motion normally uh, you secure it using the ipsec vpns or uh, the tls layer to secure when you are accessing any data when data is at rest you use the normal encryptions which are available with the cloud providers in case of you are using infrastructure or a platform as a service and software as a service You just make sure that there is encryption uh, through your inquiry with a service provider. Now, there is a term which you guys should know which is still in uh, the evaluation phase, but there is this is happening where you know normally when you are using any data it is in unencrypted mode whether you are on-prem or in cloud. So data in use normally does not have any encryption, but there is a term called homomorphic encryption a very important thing which all of you should know because this question comes it is still in a evaluation phase it is not fully emple- implemented anywhere but homomorphic encryption is for the data in use and it is uh, very soon going to get uh, approved and deployed on, on the cloud providers, but currently it is in evaluation and there is an expected question on this It's simply they will ask what kind of encryption is suggested for data in use Okay, so we have already discussed on and en- uh, the encryption challenges uh, on cloud that uh, who will protect the key how the software base uh, keys should be managed how What are the options available with the cloud provider yesterday? We discussed about the uh, HSM the hardware security module uh, where you know, you can store your keys. It's a it's a physical drive made available on cloud. Okay, so encryption is very important and if uh, from a CCSP book you are not getting the required information. I will recommend that you go through a CISSP. Uh, cbk it has given a, a good explanation on encryption including the uh, aes and des and various uh, standards of encryption which are used okay and there are again uh, if you are using infrastructure as a service what encryption is required that you, how you will do it and normally it is recommended if you are transferring any data from your premise to cloud It is always recommended that you encrypt and send. Okay. So let us move to the next point. So uh, when we were discussing about encryption, please note that uh, encryption when you are selecting on cloud or even that is applicable on premise also, but as we are right now discussing for cloud, please remember that Encryption will definitely have an impact on your performance because when you are accessing any data which is encrypted, then first you have to decrypt it, read it, and then when you are storing again, it has to get uh, encrypted. So those functionalities has to be considered when you are deciding on your cloud operations. It's very important thing. So when you want to secure your data on cloud. There are various me- methods by which you can secure your data. It is like masking your data data of anonymization tokenization. Okay, and this can be used on cloud as an alternative to encryption. Okay, so. What is data masking? Data masking is normally uh, you guys must uh, have seen when you are typing your uh, credit card number or something which, which you know there are certain numbers which are masked where you know you see XXX coming or uh, when you are typing your password uh, you just get the dots. So it is called uh, data masking or ob- obfuscation. Okay. Then sometimes you can do a random substitution like, you know, you substitute the uh, real world uh, world with the different characters in case of random substitution, then you need to maintain your dual database. Like, you know, uh, if you are substituting hello with H3 uh, exclamatory mark, which is shown here. If you see here. So if you are using this, Then you know you need to have uh, your data which is presented with this and then you have your master data set which will have the real value stored. Then you have algorithmic substitution where you know you are doing the uh, main uh, live data substituted with a defined algorithm. In that case also you will have your master data set stored separately. Masking we have discussed deletion is normally you don't give your uh, live data or you don't store your live data. Okay, now data anonymization is a technique where you know, you sanitize your information to protect the uh, privacy. So in this sometimes what happens is that if you want to use your data for your testing, you can use the data anonymization. Okay. So that will help that. Okay, you can you can take your live data you do anonymization you mask it or you uh, remove the sensitive information and you give it and you do it to protect your direct direct identifiers like name email addresses or any other PII related things. Okay, and mostly the thing which is used on cloud is tokenization In tokenization normally what happens is you maintain a separate token DB. And you maintain your application DB. So your tokenized data is one which is shared with uh, the people and when someone wants to access the token server validates you as a user and for that token data it fetches the actual data and then presents it to the end user so that is called data tokenization and this entire slide what you are seeing on the uh, method to protect data is highly testable in exam various methods and uh, which are used to you know where you can substitute, uh, substitute certain things from encryption so it's highly testable thing and it is also uh, important from discovering your data on a on a right uh, framework it's very important okay so that that brings like you know when you are creating data it brings us to one more important thing that how you will do the data classification so now normally uh, the the data life cycle phases what we discuss so now data classification actually has to be done at the stage 1 that is create so when you are creating any data, you need to do the mapping of that data from a category perspective that is it a sensitive data or a non sensitive data label it when you do the labeling, then how are you going to store it as per the category of that data. Maintain that kind of a security on a, on a sensitive data. Which will help you for a smooth discovery of the data. So if your data labels are done properly, you can also define the access control. So for example, if you have desi- defined a data as a sensitive data, then you will have a access control and uh, these are there are also certain models uh, which are followed on the access control which are defined in CISSP like you know the Clark Wilson model Diva model all these but these are not testable in ccsp but these are good to know so if you want to learn more on the data security models you can again refer the CISSP framework okay if your labeling is not done properly okay you will have a issue in your data discovery like you know you will have a poor data quality you will not know which is a sensitive data which is not a sensitive data Your dashboards will be messed up. You will have a hidden cost by way of penalties if your sensitive data is not protected. So it's very, very, very important to have a proper data labeling done. And as per the data labeling, data protection tools to be implemented to protect the data. It's very important. Now, when you do a classification, and implement a data discovery you have a tools like uh, the information rights management and data rights management that is irm and drm which help you to protect your data from unauthorized access and there are many tools available in the market which can help you to you know protect on data leakages and these are the tools which you need to select from Your governance perspective, which is mandatory from the law of the land. Okay. Now, the last part of data security is your data retention and protection policies. Now, as you are categorizing the data in a life cycle, you also define the period for which the data should be retained from a legal perspective and if your data is not sensitive, then your organizational policy need to define that. What kind of retention for a data should be there. So normally, you know, if the legally required data is there, then your data is available on the system. Say for five years and for next 10 years, it is retained as a archive record. So you need to have those definitions and as per that, Your data has to move from one stage to another where your your security posture for that data has to change automatically. So if your data is in use your security is different. If your data is uh, in archival your security posture is different. Your access rights change. So that is very important from uh, the retention perspective. For what I have already discussed, it is mentioned here that when you are defining your policies, what is the legal requirement? What are the regulatory requirements? And what are the standard requirement? When what is the difference between the legal and regulatory is legal requirements are defined by the country specific laws like, you know, there are legal requirements on GDPR. There are legal requirements on HIPAA. There are legal requirements of FISMA and on regulation it is like PCIDSS. it is not it is not a legal requirement but pci dss calls for retention of data for a specific period so these are regulatory requirement then there are certain certain standard requirements which are di- uh, different from organization to organization perspective so when you define your retention policy you do your classification you deter- determine your period you uh, determine the procedure because if your data is sent to a an archival and you need to retrieve that data you also need to define the policies to retrieve that data so if you are uh, say in cloud you have sent your data in say amazon glacier where you know the you have three different categories on which you can retrieve your data like in your category one you can retrieve your data in say few hours. The second category is within 12 hours. And then the third category is more than a week. What is your backup process for this archived data? And then you need to have your monitoring and audit uh, audit to be done on this data classification. So from audit trail, you need to make sure that the data is accessed by the right set of people. It's not modified by the illegal people. It is not downloaded or it is not transferred to the unauthorized people. So all these logging and uh, chain of custody need to be maintained. Now, this data retention is also important from legal perspective, because in case of legal cases, the retrieval has to be done within a defined time period. So it's very important portion. And for that, normally from protection policies, there is another kind of an agreement which is normally done with a cloud provider, which is very highly testable in exam called privacy level agreement. So normally a cloud provider declares that the personal data protection and security that he is maintaining from his service perspective. So CSP is communicated that what kind of services he is offering What kind of access level uh, and compliance he is providing, and what is the contractual uh, protection he is giving to the cloud customer. So, based on that, the end user also can define what kind of access rights or protection he needs to uh, provide to its end users. So the last point on this is on cloud, which we have also discussed yesterday is on cloud, the data destruction is possible only through crypto uh, shredding or it is possible with overwriting. But overwriting is not a safe way. So if you want your cloud data to be uh, destroyed in a safe way, the only safe possible way is crypto shredding. It's highly testable and you should know how the crypto shredding works. Okay, so that brings us to the end of domain two. So this is the first question. So in which of these options does the encryption engine reside within application accessing the database? The correct answer is C application level encryption. Please go through the question number two. On this question, I don't think it is it is kind of a tricky question which is asked typically in the exam. It looks like a very straightforward question. And the answer for this is option C. Now why option C? Please pay attention to what is asked. So they are asking that you want to implement an event monitoring security information management security event management uh, solution in your production environment in order to acquire better data for security defense decisions okay and you want to implement this in cloud so when you want to do this what is most important or most significant uh, concern what you have is that you need to check with your cloud provider that this tool is acceptable in his environment as a, as a solution, because you are going to install a third-party tool and it is functioning or it is going to function properly on his cloud environment. So if you are implementing something on AWS and you have, say, any uh, a logarithm or, uh, uh, say solar winds kind of a third party tool you first need to check with a cloud provider with whether it is going to function properly that is the most significant thing for you to take your decision and this is a typical cloud architect uh, hat which you need to wear for this okay so let us move to question three so which of the following is not a step in the crypto trading process the correct answer for this is c rest all are uh, required to be followed in a sequence for a crypto trading. let's move to question four so correct answer on the drm is d why d is because when you are implementing the solution okay and you want to implement it as a cloud customer or a cloud uh, end user it is not of that important for you uh, as a challenge that who is going to be the owner of intellectual property okay because rest of the points are important from the from the point of view of uh, properly using the drm solution so that is why the correct answer is d Should we move to the next question? So the next question is on your screen. So this is, I think, uh, one of the most simplest question, if you can be lucky to have on exam. And yes, the answer is B, Great. So data dispersion is a technique which is used on cloud. Same like red, where, you know, the data is stored on uh, different cloud environments using the encryption key. Data is dispersed and when you are using, it automatically is collated and presented to the end user in a transparent way. The next question is on your screen. The correct answer is volume storage. Volume storage is normally used uh, when you are selecting uh, the infrastructure as a service uh, as an option to implement your uh, production environment in cloud where, you know, you need a maximum access or maximum control of the environment to configure your applications on cloud. So, yes, volume storage is a correct answer. Let's move to next question. Again, this is kind of a very simple and straightforward questions. Uh, So when you are implementing a DRM, it is mainly used to protect all kind of uh, material or all kind of solutions uh, which is related to intellectual property. Let's move to next question. So if you remember our last session, this is what I uh, explained to you when we were discussing about the uh, data life cycle on cloud. And uh, these are uh, kind of a questions which are normally asked. So yes, your answer is uh, right. The store is the phase which come as a second uh, stage of uh, the uh, CSU SSD uh, cycle, uh, which immediately happens once you create a data. Let's move to next question. So this is another example which I explained if you buy heart. The mnemonic C S U S A D. These are the quick wins and easy wins for you in exam. So the correct answer here is C use. So what comes? Okay, before share is C S U. S A D so share phase comes after use. So what comes before share is use. So when you use data, that comes before share. Okay. Let's go to the final question. The correct answer here is volume storage. Okay, so why volume storage? Because please understand that you are storing a data in a logical storage assigned okay in a content delivery network the the storage is assigned in a uh, respective geography to pull the data in a better way in a faster way okay and volume storage is logically connected to your uh, compute it's not physically connected okay so the correct answer is volume storage Okay, content delivery network is normally used, uh, if you remember, I explained it is normally used in uh, the uh, content distribution kind of uh, services like Netflix or uh, uh, Amazon Prime, something like that, where, you know, your contents are uh, accessed across different countries and you want a faster access and you want a different rule, then the content delivery network is the faster way to address this. But here the question is that you are storing the data and you are uh, not necessarily having it from a same geography. So if you are having your uh, cloud environment on, say, Ireland uh, region, your uh, compute might be in one uh, proximity data center in that region in availability zone and uh, your volume storage can be in a different uh, availability zone. That is quite possible. Okay.